بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome once again here for the weekly segment on fiqh on Markaz Sahaba Online. We welcome one and all and uh, hope that you are having a wonderful Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, the days are just flying by. We've, we are already into the second half of Ramadan officially now, which means that there's just um, two weeks left basically for the month of Ramadan. And while we find that a lot of people start feeling burnt out because of the fasting and the taraweeh etc etc and people exerting themselves obviously because it is the month of Ramadan and we do find that we are maybe running out a little bit of steam and a little bit low on energy etc but uh, whatever we've done up till now basically sets us up for the last 10 days whatever we've been doing up until now is preparing ourselves for the last 10 days of Ramadan because that is when we have to take maximum advantage and really, really push in this last 10 days as opposed to turning our focus towards Eid and the clothing for Eid and the food for the day of Eid and all our preparations and and whilst that is uh, ongoing we should not let it deter us from taking benefit of these last 10 days, which is most, most important. In fact, I suggest to people to try and get everything done before the last 10 days of Ramadan, if possible. Uh, yes, you will have a few things that you need to do, but by and large, try and be done with all of the shopping and all of that that needs to be done before the last 10 days, so that in the last 10 days, we have no disturbances and uh, we are able to focus entirely on gaining the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reading as much Quran, obviously searching for the night of Qadr, which is the sole purpose of the last 10 days. Continuing with uh, our fiqh, we know now that when a person breaks his roza, or when a roza breaks, then either a qaza will become compulsory, that means a person will have to keep one for one, he will have to keep a qaza fast for the one that he must. Or in certain instances, as was mentioned last week, that qaza and kafara both become wajib on a person. Now, kafara is a sort of penalty. And there's just a few instances where, for example, a person will then make kafara wajib and necessary upon himself. It is unlike Qaza. Qaza, there's many instances where Qaza will become um, wajib and necessary. And that we mentioned last week. Things like, for example, if a person has to um, let water go down his throat whilst he's gargling, to vomit a mouthful intentionally, um, to swallow something edible that was maybe stuck between the teeth, etc. And then uh, these, these were just some of the things that break one's fast but make only qaza wajib and i mentioned the masala as well where if a person gets up late for seri thinking that there's still time to eat before subasadik and then later on realizes that his watch was faulty or he had miscalculated or whatever the case might have been and therefore he ate after the time had already expired then this person's rosa also is broken and he will have to keep a qaza and he should not eat anything for the rest of the day as well and similarly, if a person has to break his fast earlier, uh, then, then 
the prescribed time, for example, at five o'clock, thinking that it's six o'clock or whatever the case may, may be, you know, due to a faulty watch or due to cloud, being, it being a cloudy day or him being in such an area where he wasn't able to determine exactly what time was uh, sunset. So he, he should have waited till it was dark or whatever the case might have been. So if a person has to break his fast early also, because of a misunderstanding of the time or miscalculation, then there too the fast does break. It does break, but only kaza. Excuse me. Only kaza is uh, necessary and not kafara. Today we're going to discuss when kafara, kaza, and kafara become wajib. So when you have to keep one fast in lieu of the fast that was broken, but together with that you have to also keep a kafara, a penalty. And we mentioned that that penalty is 60 consecutive fasts. A person has to fast for 60 days continuously. So when a person is doing kafara, he should make sure that his kafara doesn't coincide with the days of Eid, etc. Like Bakri, for example, where on those days it is not permissible to fast. He should fast after that. But he should fast and keep 60 days continuously. Now, if a person is unable to keep 60 rosas consecutively, for some valid reason because of sickness, because of uh, perpetual tiredness, fatigue, some sort of illness that a person has, or if, for example, a person has a medical condition whereby he is unable to fast, like I know of certain people who have gone for transplants and due to them having gone for um, either a liver or kidney transplant or any other transplant for that matter and they are in need of taking what they called anti-rejection medication so that the body doesn't reject that particular organ then those people are unable to fast even people with kidney problems as well um, where they need to drink a certain amount of fluids etc or they put the kidney at, at huge risk so in these instances where a person is unable to keep a kafara um, then there are other options number one to feed 60 people, 60 poor people to their full for two meals. So number one is to feed 60 people to their full for two meals. Number two, to feed one person two meals a day for 60 days. Um, number three is to give 60 poor persons approximately 1.6 kilograms of wheat or its value in cash. Um, or alternatively to give a poor person not less than 1.6 kilograms of wheat rice or food grains or its value in cash for 60 days so these are the four options now obviously we must understand that if a person is able to keep rosa he must keep rosa first that is first option it, you don't have an option to choose the rosa is first that a person has to keep 60 days continuously if only a person is unable to do this, only if a person is unable to do this due to a valid reason, then can he opt for these other options here, which is again to feed 60 people to their full for two meals, to feed one person two meals a day for 60 days, and uh, to give 60 poor persons approximately 1.6 kilograms of wheat or its value in cash or food. Uh, and similarly to give a poor person uh, not less than three and a half pounds of wheat, rice or food grains or its value in cash for 60 days. So basically it's either you feed 60 people or you give one person two meals a day six for 60 days. This is how you will pay the kafara. 
Now, a, a, a question that comes to us quite a bit is with regards to kafara, that for every broken fast is there a kafara. So, if a person broke a fast, which we're going to go through now, is kafara necessary for each and every fast? That means, let's say in 2012, I broke my rosa in such a way that necessitated kafara and a penalty. Then, do I keep now, let's say I broke it three times, do I keep three 60 rosas, three by 60, as a penalty for the three rosas that were broken in 2012? And then maybe in 2014, I broke a rosa which necessitated kafara. Then is that uh, another three days in 2014 maybe? So I've got six broken rosas. So do I keep six times 60, 360 rosas? So the ulama mentioned that there is tadakhul with regard to kafara for a Ramadan. Meaning that if there's more than one fast in a particular month of Ramadan, then you will keep one kafara for all those fasts that were broken. So for example, if I had three fasts broken that necessitated kafara in 2012, then I will keep one by 60 for that Ramadan. And if I had another three that I had broken in 2014, for example, then I'll keep another 60 for those three for that Ramadan. So for every Ramadan, there'll be one kafara. According to the ulama, this is of the, the view that is most accepted, that there will be tadakhul, what we call, you will include all the rosas in one particular Ramadan, and you will keep one kafara for all those Ramadans, or for all those fasts in that one year of Ramadan. So, look, keeping kafara is not easy. I had a few friends also who had kept uh, kafara, and keeping 60 rosas is no joke, let me tell you. Um, you know, and, and also, I mean, even though a person keeps a qada, uh, according to the, the muhaddithin as well, it comes in a hadith that a person will never be able to pay back for that one Ramadan. Yes, um, he's fulfilled his duty in keeping the qada or kafara, but the barakat and blessings of that one fast of the month of Ramadan, he will never be able to recoup, even if he fasts for the rest of his life. So this is the month of Ramadan. It is it is great. And I know from time to time it can happen that a person sees and, and feels some weakness and uh, as a result of this year can do something that will necessitate this kafara. But really, my dear respected elders, brothers, sisters, um, it is not easy to keep this kafara. We are better off just, uh, you know, making sabr and being patient during the roza. And in this way here... Um, don't make this kafara and penalty lazim upon us. So, what necessitates the kafara, my dear respected listeners? To eat, drink, or break the fast in any other manner without a valid reason will make both qada and kafara necessary. Now, remember that eating, drinking, breaking the fast in any other manner, for example, if a person has to have a cigarette, if a person has to smoke, so he's breaking his fast intentionally without a valid reason. Valid reason being that a person is sick, that a person is traveling, then a person obviously doesn't have to fast. But if a person intentionally without a valid reason goes and eats something, that this is different from eating forgetfully. If a person eats forgetfully, that, that is, is overlooked and a person may continue with his rosa in fact. But if a person has to eat, drink, or cohabit with his wife intentionally, has to smoke intentionally, has to drink any kind of medicine intentionally, 
uh, applying of surma into the eye or rubbing oil on the head and then thinking that the fast is broken to eat and drink intentionally. That means if a person has to put surma into the eyes or rub oil onto the head and then he thinks that his fast is broken to eat and drink intentionally. Now this is different from the masala where a person um, breaks his fast with food and then thinks that his fast is broken and then he eats. Um, there only qaza is necessary. But when it comes to putting surma into the eyes or rubbing oil onto the head without eating anything, a person now thinks that his uh, rosa is broken, then both qaza and kafara become wajib. And like I say, to drink any kind of medicine intentionally, this also will now make this qaza. You'll have to keep one for the one that you must, but together with that, a person will have to keep this penalty of 60 rosas, which is called kafara. Um, so this is basically in a nutshell when kafara becomes wazim. A person has to eat, drink or break the fast in any other manner like smoking, like uh, having relations with one's wife, um, to drink any kind of medi medication uh, intentionally. All these things here will break the rosa. And not only that, Qaza and Kafara will become wajib. And as I mentioned last week as well, that Kafara is only for the month of Ramadan. Only if a fast is broken during the month of Ramadan, then only Kafara. Any other fast out of the month of Ramadan will not necessitate Kafara. Kafara is only and solely for rosas that are broken during the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to understand inshallah. And uh, another request again, as is my weekly request from you listeners, that you remember us in your duas and you um, take benefit inshallah. Let us all try and take benefit from these last 10 days. Jazakumullah khairan. Until next week, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.